you guys. That was nice. That was that was like synchronized helloing. That was that. Let's just say that was intentional and just. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was. Welcome to the broadcast. It's gonna be such a good one today. Serena is on. She says, "Hey there," and then Mama Chris, his mom, not mine, but in the spirit, I'll claim her too. Um, she is waving at Serena. Guys, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. We want to say hello to you. Hello. Julie says hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> it was just helicopter. Hi. Done. Spread the word by liking, yeah. sharing, and subscribing. Abby says hi. I miss you, Abigail. Fun fact. Oh boy. Did you know that? Is it that, actually fun? I think it's fun. Okay. Did you know that breakdancing is going to be, is officially going to be in the 2024 Olympics? It's going to be, uh, it's going to be in the 2024 Olympics. Breakdancing. I don't think I could eye roll harder than I did <laughs> all of 20 seconds ago. So is this not a fun fact for you? No, that's like including the spelling bee on ESPN. It's not necessary, and it's just to make the people feel better. Like, that's, that's not a sport. That's just like, I'm not saying it's not difficult. Like, I, oh. your mom says she claims me too. That's so exciting. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I have, I, no. Abby I says, I am so excited. Is it in the winter sports or the summer sports? Summer. Well, that's fine. I don't watch the summer games anyway. <laughs> okay. The winter games are so much better than the summer ones. I mean, that's true, but still. Serena's nodding. It's true, Serena. it's true, but still. If, if we're going to do that, but then still. let's just open it up to all the things. Like, you could mm -hmm. have the Olympics for who can stand on one leg the longest. Like, you'd have the Olympics for the longest handstand. Like, let's, mm -hmm. just, let's just open Well, that's called gymnastics. Up. They don't they have don't do an event of handstanding, though. That's true. <laughs> but, you know, it's a part of the Summer Olympics. I just... I don't know. While I am a person who enjoys like change and growth and innovation, some things are tradition, and you, I don't feel like you need to include break dancing in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I don't feel like it's necessary. Yeah. These, I do have strong opinions on not on sports though. On the <laughs> Olympics, the Olympics are like they're sacred. Every two years, I, or four years, I get to pretend I'm sporty. Like, every yeah. four years. And when it comes That's around, true. all of the, like, pent-up sports passion that mm -hmm. I should have throughout the year, it just all comes out right then. I so, got you. Yes. You think maybe in the 2012, 2012, 2032? When would be the, man, my math, 2022. <laughs> 2022 would be the next Summer Olympic. Winter Olympics. Summer, right? Winter. Winter. So the summer ones were supposed to be this year, but they got canceled because oh. of this stuff. Um, but mm. the 2022 is supposed to be the next Winter Games. Gotcha. So 2024, six. What? Whenever the next summer one is. <laughs> if they add cheerleading to the to the Olympics. <laughs> Your face. Question All right. number one. Yes. Guys. <laughs> Welcome to Family Chat. We got some questions for you. Let's. Do our first question. We made Kevin snort. Hey, what, what an honor. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> okay, question number one. What terrible gift have you gotten that you've had to keep? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? I hope that you could hear it. Kevin happened to turn his phone on at that moment. I got to hear me saying that Kevin snorted. It was a really exciting moment. And now he's uh, sassing me. <laughs> hmm. A terrible gift that I had to yes. keep. I honestly, all of the gifts that I've ever gotten have been so great. 
It's because your mom is on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom just said a bronze giraffe. So that giraffe like hurt me. Um, was it thrown at you? And no, it, like, I fell off way? the bed onto it, and one of its legs came up and punched me in the jaw. Oh. It's like it, it's a bronze giraffe. It's like literally this tall. Why? Uh, so, mom, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think she got her br uh, uh, her brother was given a uh, car, I think, right? And mom was given a bronze giraffe. It was something like that. Okay, it, <laughs> that's the and, same. Yeah, um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's like a, I, I honestly considered getting it for myself. Um, I honestly considered, you know, like taking it. Mom would, mom would definitely like hand it over to me if. And now that you've said it, that's going to be your Christmas present this year. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> Serena says that's a hard one. I tend to get rid of things I don't like. Mm -hmm. So, my grandmother um, is no longer with us. She passed away a couple years ago. But she was always the most interesting Christmas gift giver. Like, I, mm -hmm. you never knew what was going to happen when mm -hmm. you got Christmas presents from her. That my senior year, my school's mascot was an eagle. Mm -hmm. And so she gave me, like, a gold medallion that was, like, this big. Wow. And it had an eagle engraved on it. And she thought I would wear it all the time. There was, but my mom was the one that got the really interesting ones. There was one year where she gave us all fire extinguishers. Oh. Like, that was just... Merry Christmas for well, your children have you... a fire extinguisher. Oh, you were a child. I was a child. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that'd be really convenient now. <laughs> I was I was a yeah. child. There was one year where she gave um, my mom like a full body hair removal kit that she's just like, this seemed weird or interesting. Here you go. Like she gave my mom like a full salon like hair dryer thing like that wow. you can pull over. Yeah. But she, like on super discount so it only kind of worked. Like mm. they were the most interesting. Wow. Most interesting. Wow. Wow. Your mom says that you can have it. I know. She, 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 I just said she would be freely give it to me. <laughs> if, if. Oh, my goodness. But I don't want it. Okay, question <laughs> number two. What's a pet peeve that you would make illegal if you could? We're not confessing that you have pet peeves, but if something were to irk you, <laughs> what oh. would that thing be? <laughs> and what would you make illegal? Um, I... I'm trying to think. Hmm. Like, I feel like there are the really common ones, like, like chewing with your mouth gift. open. No. <laughs> no, not that. George says nothing tops the fire extinguisher. That's <laughs> one of his favorites. Serena says masks. Serena came to play today. She's like, mm -hmm. you know what? Masks. Uh, oh, for the things that you were making. <laughs> <laughs> Her um, face, she's just like. Priscilla says smacking your food and slurping your coffee. <laughs> you mean... Don't do it. <laughs> Did you she hear has the a very aggressive yell from the sound booth? Like, that was all Pril. You, you know, for, for a period of time, I would wake up to Serena. Because, you know, here's the thing. I would sleep in all late, and I shouldn't have, you know. But when she was getting ready for, for work, she would have her coffee. She'd sit down next to me and... Is that and that's why what she I would posted wake up. That the was my meme the other day that says, I, I feel attacked? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she put up a meme that, what did it say? Do you remember? Serena's uh, here. Oh. 
Yeah, it, it was like an officer talking to someone. Why did you kill, murder this person? And they said they were standing near me, slurping le- their coffee loudly, holding it in two hands and going, ah, after every sip. <laughs> I, I assumed it was you, but I wasn't 100%. I was like, maybe it's just a childhood thing that Serena had to deal with. <laughs> um, yeah. Rachel is also team loud eating and drinking. Julie says loud chewing, smacking. Dixie says... Uh, 800 phone calls. Like telemarketers. Like telemarketers, yes. Yeah. I 100, what, isn't that already illegal? Since they're all scams? I don't think so, because there's telemarketing companies that you can work for and and earn profit from. Interesting, but what about like the scammers that are like, we're here to call you about your car's extended warranty when you don't have an extended warranty. Well, those are scammers. Yeah, that's illegal. (laughs) That's illegal. Kevin Buck says misspelling things, Kevin. And the grammar police just happened. Kevin, you spelled things wrong. You didn't, though. <laughs> he, like, stopped for his... <laughs> he, like... That's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's funny. So I don't love... Um, I, I feel like I got this from Pastor. I don't love yoga pants being worn out in public if the butt's not covered. Like, so I feel like there should be some sort of penalty if your butt's showing and you're wearing, like, really thin leggings out in public. Okay. I don't think that's a good one. Um... I don't love people who drive under the speed limit. Like that's that's a stretching opportunity for me. So I think you mean you don't like it when people are actually obeying the law. Driving under the speed limit. The speed limit is the maximum limit that you should be driving. You had this conversation with Pastor. I did. I'm just saying. And that's not the answer that your shepherd gave you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the answer. Anyway, <laughs> George says communists. I would make communists illegal. <laughs> Kevin Buck also commented, guys wearing their pants below their underwear. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is a good one. I saw Fine a guy for every belt that's dr- there. driving in. I saw a guy walking with a really wide stance, and it was <laughs> it was because his pants were falling down. I'm like, that just looks uncomfortable. Johnny says that you can get a ticket for going too slow. Too slow. Mm-hmm. Too slow. That's like. 10, 15 under or mm-hmm. But he's saying this because he is the one that would go under the speed limit. If he, between the two of us, he'd mm-hmm. be the one more, more like to do that. Serena said that happened to her dad. Oh. <laughs> he got a tic- ticket for going too slow. I love Serena's dad. He's just so cute. Okay, next question. Bum, bum, bum. If you could change the ending of any famous movie, which movie would it be, and what would your new ending be? That was a really detailed question, um, but George is on right now, so I here, feel like he could have many. Here's the first um, thing that comes to my mind, is the end of the Hunger Games trilogy. It ends too happily, someone needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, here, like, you have three, what, four movies? Three, four movies? I don't know. I don't know how many there are, but... Um, but the, oh, Serena's is the Serena exact opposite camera. of mine. Serena's is the exact opposite. She said Rogue One, no one dies. That would make it better. Yeah. That would for <laughs> sure make it better. But, um, oh wow, everyone's response is like the opposite of what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you, you said, I would take Avengers Endgame and change the sad ending of Tony Stark, well, spoiler, Tony, of yeah. Tony Stark dying to him, to him living and having a happy life with Pepper and Morgan. I agree. Teary eyes. See, here, here's the thing. Like, you, you have all that, all that buildup, and then it ends with them in a meadow with a child, and it's, like, all bright and happy. Well, Hunger Games didn't earn it. Like, it's her and Peta that end up together, right? 
spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, but it's Hunger Games. But even yeah. even then, though, like it's just in so on a like this like it's true. unrealistic. The note, whole movie, you know? like all the movies, are just depressing, sad, evil. And then it's war. like, and now they're happy. Yeah. No, let someone die. Yeah. George said, "Old Yeller, dog would live." George there is like go. Morse coding. Old Yeller, dog would live. Yes. <laughs> Why use many words when a few words do tricks? Yes. I so there's this one. I do not like um, movies where I, I, and there's a term for it. I, I'm forgetting it right now. But movies where or books that halfway through or three quarters of the way through, it's like I gotcha, and everything that you've built up this whole time is a lie. Yeah. I don't like that. That yeah. is frustrating. Um, could be frustrating if I allowed it to be. So there's one yeah. movie called My Sister's Keeper. Don't ever watch it. It is the worst. Okay. I like. I watched the movie and read the book. I read the book first, and I threw the book across the room because the last ten pages, the entire book was a lie, and I got really angry. And I hoped that the movie would be better, and it wasn't. Um, I'm not going to ruin it, but the entire thing's a lie. So movies that end like that stink. Maybe the, I'd end the. I'd change the ending of Lost. Mm -hmm. I I went from movies to TV, but I'd fix oh, Lost so it wasn't. I was going to say that. Such a super weird thing. I, I really like, so Abby <laughs> says the entire Psych 2 movie. Truth. On board with that. Holly says Hallmark movies, at some point the relationship should not work out. Also true. I, I, I would love for there to just be one time that a Hallmark makes a new movie. And they it don't tell doesn't, you. They don't tell you. It doesn't work out and then everyone's just messed up. That would be like such a fun game to play. Like, okay guys, on it's under every, the radar. It's like, it's like a prank on every Hallmark movie fan. We'll get Candace By Cameron Bure. She'll star in it because she's the star of Christmas. Mm -hmm. We'll get some guy in and the guy will just die. Yeah. And he'll be gone. Um, Abby says she'd change Gone with the Wind. Uh, Rachel said that she would also change the ending to her favorite book series. And then your mom says no to something. I think to the Hallmark. I think your mom oh, is yeah. protesting yeah, Hallmark. Yeah, she is definitely protesting that. Well, we've learned that we have two different camps of us today. We have those that enjoy happiness and those that want to see people die on screen. And sometimes <laughs> they overlap. And sometimes they don't. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. That is it for Family Chat. Let us know if there's any other movie that you can think of that you would change the ending of. But right now, we're going to hand it over to Buddy and Marky because we are going right into who would win in a fight. We didn't do table of contents at all today. No. Um, who would win in a fight is up right now, followed by prayer and then memes with Marky, followed by what's the word? Is it time to leave? You'll have to stick around and find out what that means and what we're talking about today. It's going to be good. But, buddy, I'm going to hand it over to you. Have fun winning your debates today. I, I will. believe in you. Thank you. Bye. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Who Would Win in a Fight. This is going to be fun. It is. We've done them together the last several times, That's and it's true. gone great. Because you've won most of the time. <laughs> that might be why. That <laughs> might, but that you've, might been be. very, you've been very gracious, and I've, I've enjoyed Thank it. Thank you.
Thank you. I've learned that when it comes to debating things that make no sense, I'm not the best at it. But that's okay. I like debating those. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> debate something that doesn't make sense or something that does. And that way I don't have facts against me. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, well, here's how... Oh, Abby says we match the background. That's oh, hilarious. We actually do. Reddish area, bluish. All right, well, anyway, Dixie says a Jedi Knight wins. <laughs> I guess a Jedi Knight I did the last one with Barrett. I did. I had them a couple times with Barrett. I did it with Barrett, and then we did the one with the pink and blue, and mm -hmm. that was before blue. that. Yeah. All right, well, here's how this game goes. We're going to put a random scenario up on the screen, and we'll be debating who we think would win in a fight. And based on, I feel like I, I need to clarify this every time, based on the debate that we yes. give. Not, not based on what your, you want. Well, I mean, like, yeah. That's true. sometimes people are like, yeah, this is my we, favorite character, so this yeah, one Yeah, so like, obviously we know that there's going to be biases. If the bias is in my favor, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. But based on, based on our arguments, we want you guys to put in the comments who you think would win in a fight. All right, so let's put our first one up on the screen. We have, for our first fight, who would win in a fight between a Christmas tree oh, and a snowman? Easy. This, this is, is so easy. This is easy? Do you wait, you think that this is an actual fight? Yes. You do? Yeah. Why? Well, here's the thing. A snowman's arms are made by the dismembered branches of a Christmas tree. So the snowman cannot exist without already having said murdered one Christmas tree. Yeah, but no, because a Christmas tree, these arms that the snowman has, the mm. Christmas tree it's covered in them, and it has, ah. it's covered, it has so many of them. Also, a Christmas tree is solid. A snowman was just, it's just, you hit it and it's just puff. It's just snow. It's just puff? But as Christmas tree, What like, kind would of you snowman have be, you made? Would you rather, oh, those things, you they're, can knock them down. You can, you can knock them down with some force. No, okay, would you rather be hit with a snowman or hit with a Christmas tree? A Christmas I, tree. I would rather be hit with a Christmas tree, actually. Yeah. Because they're... Because a snowman would be more would be more painful to be hit by. Wait, no! A snowman would be way. I mean, a Christmas tree would be way more painful because it's so solid. It's I've, like. Have you have you uh, touched a Christmas tree before? Because they're they're not very it's a solid. Huge, they have a lot it's of give. It has a huge trunk and everything. It's solid. The, the trunk. Well, it depends on like how big of a Christmas tree you're talking about. Because most Christmas trees, their trunk is about maybe that big. Yeah. Which isn't... No, they're bigger than that. My Christmas tree's trunk is like that that big. Yeah, but you guys... It's small. Yeah, Ours is like five feet yeah, tall. Yeah, but that's because there are funky North Carolina Christmas trees that aren't <laughs> a real... Like, you just defended I mean, all the North Carolina... I'm sorry, Carolina. I love you guys so much, but they're not a, they're not a Fraser fir. They're like a soft, like, they're mm -hmm. like, a, like, like a bush. They're... I got you. Caleb said snowmen melt and water Christmas trees. Yeah. But here's the thing. All the strength that Christmas trees have come from snowmen is what he's saying. That's true. That's what he's saying. It's 100% what he's saying. Even if the source is from it, it still makes it stronger. It's still stronger, though. Even if it's getting its source from the water, it's still... Mm -hmm. a, a Christmas tree is so much more painful to get hit with. Well, so, okay, so... If you've ever made a snowman, which I have many, the right way, yes, they have like a shell of almost icy kind of texture on the outside. It also because depends, well because you make them kind of like with igloo blocks, which there there's you 
whenever you kind of put the warmth on it, it puts a layer of ice on the outside, which makes them very sturdy. They're not just like little snowflakes that go poof whenever you touch them. It kind of does, though. Like, have you ever, have, have you never had somebody that just like wanted to mess up your snowman or like, mm -hmm. or like have it? They have it, to hit it hard. Like, yeah, but it still will just go poof. Like, you but don't hit a Christmas tree and it just goes poof. Each ball is a good like 50 pounds of weight. So you got like three balls of like... 50 pounds of very it's like, breakable it's like weight. Thing. But a, see, a lot of people are saying that snowmen melt, but a Christmas tree dies. Yeah, you know, they're basically, they've been cut up, severed from their life source. It lasts a lot longer, though. You if you keep watering it. How, what is the longest a Christmas tree, uh, snowman has ever lasted? Not very long, maybe a few days. At least, at least the average. A Christmas tree will last a while. You bring it in your house and you water mm -hmm. it and it lasts a while. Yeah, but they need nurturing and care and tender love. Snowman the snowman needs not the sun. Needs not the sun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, do you have any final arguments? Because I'm, I'm, I'm out. No, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> guys, put in the comments, who do you think, based on the argument, who do you think would win in a fight between a snowman and a Christmas tree. I am so surprised that you're so adamant about the snowman. <laughs> Serena's team snowman, Barrett's team snowman. What in the world, guys? What? Oh, did Priscilla put hers? Yeah. Uh, Priscilla's team snowman. I got a Christmas tree. EO's team Christmas tree. I got a Christmas tree. All right, so right now it's three Come to on, one. guys. More Christmas tree comments. More Christmas tree comments. <laughs> oh, Kevin hey, says Christmas Kevin tree. Says, hey, Holly says Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. It just got tied. Wow. Oh, really? Uh, Mom picked snowman. Oh my sn I don't, snowflakes! I don't know what I was gonna say. All right. Sno oh. Ah, Caleb said Christmas tree. Wait, did I? I would say Christmas tree. She's up by two, actually. Oh, Dixie put snowman. George says Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Okay, I think you won. Wow, that was like the most votes we've ever gotten on, a, on an argument. It was very close. Wow. Well, you won seven to. Four. Five, it so. was close though. It was a, I didn't. It, they were like all snowman at first. I know. I I was really excited it about that. It was. I was like, I'm finally gonna win one, and then, no. <laughs> Billy no. said snowmen look like they survived a house fire after two days. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Billy, you should have it. argued this. <laughs> like, I don't like get they're it. They're all melty. Like, uh. it's like. And they don't, they look like they've been through a lot. I got you. <laughs> After two days. <laughs> they've been. All right. Uh, do we have time for our next one? All right. Let's do our next one. We'll make this quick. Okay. Our next one. Who would win in a fight between the DMV oh. and the library? Oh. Uh, the I DMV. thought of this today because I was at the DMV. Oh. Because we're officially North Carolinians. I'm going to say the DMV because I feel like the DMV have the potential to be much more frustrating than the library. Much so, more. So you think being slow and um, not undisciplined. If, it, if you work at the DMV, we're just, we're going by stereotypes, okay? <laughs> we're not going by it, <laughs> just to clarify. But, you know, the DMV is known for being slow, having long lines, you know, and uh -huh. just, you know, like, have you ever seen Zootopia? <laughs> Where they're all slobs. Is that your argument? Yes. I feel like the, the, the speed the of the slobs would, would not win over the, the, the intuitiveness of people who read books all the time. 
You're telling me a sloth that can barely move a second would win in a fight? No, I'm saying a sloth wouldn't. You're on Team DMV. I know. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's the DMV or the library? It's the DMV. Oh, it is the DMV. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't <laughs> seen the movie that much. Okay. Okay, the DMV has the potential. Now, if you work at a DMV, I'm not saying this is you. I'm saying it has the potential. Some people, they have the potential to strip happiness, <laughs> to strip what you need, and make, make you also take away work hours, having mm -hmm. to go there and spend. Mm -hmm. They're taking away so much mm -hmm. of the life source that you yeah. need. And that will tear down people with, if you let it, without the joy of the Lord. It'll tear down people, the and then the they Lord. won't Thank be you, able to fight. Okay. Honestly, like, the only argument that came into my brain for why the DMV, for the DMV would be, would you rather be hit with by a car or a book? <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how fights work. That's not helping you. No, well, I'm just saying, like, that's the only thing that came to my mind. And I'm like, well, they, the DMV doesn't actually use cars. They just help you use your own car. The library owns their, their books. I don't know. That's not an argument. <laughs> Billy asked... If I we still it. remain friends after this, because she said we that we're, she thinks that we're mature, more mature for, than her for being able to do this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we funny. do, I promise. Do. Sometimes while we're arguing, at least for me, sometimes I'll actually start arguing the other side. Like I it's just like, did. Like he just did right mm. now. He just started arguing my side. I, I'm actually so. very, very good at arguing against myself. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, guys, who do you think went in a fight? Oh, we just reached our hundred comments. We just reached our hundredth comment. It goes to Dixie Bell. Yay! Well done, Dixie. You are our hundredth commenter of the day. All right, put in the comments. Who would win in a fight, the DMV or the library? Oh, the DMV. I just. I feel like it's just. It has the potential. Potential to be the worst. Are, are you? I thought we were done arguing. We are. I just am not over it. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I'm having, like, these Heaven says library. The, DMV. the library would win, the says Kevin. What? Caleb says you can overcome the DMV waiting with a book from the library. Ooh. Yeah, but this isn't EOC's about... DMV this wins. isn't about stepping Caleb into library. peace. This is about fight. Holly DMV. Billy, I avoid topics with people that I know we disagree on, so I would not be good for this. <laughs> Mom says DMV definitely, definitely is the worst, the but I wouldn't count that as a vote. Oh, Dixie says Mama DMV. Chris, please comment and say if Barrett's, that was your vote, because I want to say that it was. Barrett says DMV is entity versus entity, but the library would equip the person fighting better. So the DMV, but if you're talking about which one makes them stronger, the mm. library would do it. But so what's your vote? DMV, if you're talking establishment versus establishment. Okay, well, so... Right now it's five to four. Please, guys, I need one. I need a win. I need oh, a win. Oh, your mom said that is my vote. What? Uh, uh, she she voted. It. Oh, another DMV. <laughs> All right. Even if my even if my answer even if my argument wasn't the best, I feel hmm. like people don't like the DMV so much that they're I just gonna see vote that. DMV. I can see that. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for who would win in a fight. Now we're gonna be moving on to prayer with Barrett. Put your prayer request in the comments. This is going to be a powerful time. We'll see you right there with prayer.
of prayer. We're so excited to have you here with us. And we're going to hop in today with our third confession. Here on the broadcast, what we do is we have a series of confessions that we go through each week. And it could feel repetitive to those of you who watch every day. But here's the thing. Repetition is how we get stuff into us. The more we hear something, the more it becomes a part of who we are. And these confessions must become a part of who we are as believers because they're just straight up life. So when we say this confession today, join your voice with mine. Let's say these things together and then I'm going to take a couple of minutes and pray for you. Pray the blessings of God to come upon you and overtake you. So let's put up today's confession. It's confession number three. And it says, join your voice with mine. We have divine health in our bodies now and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Amen. That's who you are. You are the healed of the Lord. That's you right now today. And if you missed it, go back and watch yesterday's broadcast because we talked all about healing. But I want to take the next couple of minutes and just pray with you. And let's just pray the will of God be done. Join your faith with mine. The faith I can supply faith for you. You can supply faith in this time of prayer. Let's see the Lord move. Lord, thank you. We put on Thanksgiving right now. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for every viewer watching. May they be blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessing be in Jesus' name. Overtake them. Surround them, God. Lord, you're, you look for every spiritual loophole to get your goodness to us. Lord, let the goodness of God overtake these viewers today. Every person under the sound of my voice, let the goodness of God surprise them. Let it catch them off guard. Let it just completely overwhelm them today, Lord. We thank you for the goodness of God being in their homes, being in their jobs. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God, that you are a mighty God. You're a good God. You're a God who desires your people. We are the apple of your eye. We are yours and you are ours. And we come before you today with confident expectation, knowing that you love us and you are for us. And if you are for us, who can be against us? In the name of Jesus, I just declare over every viewer, every weapon formed against them in Jesus' mighty name, is exposed, is, will not, cannot, won't not prosper. And in Jesus' name, it is destroyed. Lord, let every weapon of the enemy be returned to sender that was formed against their lives. Weapons of sickness, weapons of disunity, weapons of destruction. God, let them be returned to sender. Let no evil thing cross their property line, come near them at their jobs. Lord, we thank you. Keep your people in Jesus mighty name. Lord, keep them. Your word promises that we are to be kept from the wicked one. Lord, thank you for keeping us. Thank you, God. We're yours. We yield to you right now. Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you open the eyes of those viewers watching. Let them see what is the hope of their calling. Let them hear your instructions. Let them hear your directions. God, we thank you for it. Thank you, God. Lord, thank you. Thank you, God. Jesus, we give you thanks. Thankfulness is the key to your presence. So right now we put on Thanksgiving. Thank you for this day. 
Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you for filling our lungs with breath. God, thank you. Thank you, God, that you've given us clothes to wear. Thank you, Lord, for every viewer that you've given them a phone that allows them to access technology and the internet and all of these things, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you that we are the blessed of the Lord, not the cursed of the Lord. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, thank you that you've protected us. Thank you that we're alive. Put on Thanksgiving right now, wherever you are at your job, even if it's been an opportunistic day, put on Thanksgiving right now because Thanksgiving is the key to accessing God's presence. It's the key to keep yourself out of deception. It's the key to keep yourself out of offense and staying abiding with God. So Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for a shelter that we live in. Thank you, God, for blessing this state, whichever state you're in. Thank you, God, for blessing it. Thank you, Lord, that your hand is not short, that you can't save, that your ear is not mute, that you can't help us, that your eye roams all, all over the earth searching for those, that you can show yourself strong on their behalf. God, today, show yourself strong on these viewers' behalfs. Show yourself strong on the behalf of those who love you. Show yourself strong on these men and women who have taken their day to honor you. Lord, your word says that you honor those who honor you. Honor them today in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, honor them. Honor every viewer. Honor every home. Lord, as they esteem the things of God, as they honor you, as they crave you, as they hunger for you, God, inject yourself into their life. Lord, continue to search for every open door to get the goodness of God to them. Lord, thank you that the blessing of God flushes out every bit of darkness. Lord, let your light shine brightly in people. Let it shine brightly on every nook and cranny of their life. Let there be no hidden darkness found among any viewer. Lord, shine your light. Burn it bright, God. Let there be no wickedness hiding in anyone's closets. Lord, let your light come. Let it, let the fire of God come. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, baptize me fresh today with your fire, with your spirit. Burn out anything in me that wasn't birthed of you and refine me so I look like you. Let me talk like you talk. Let me think God thoughts. I will think like Jesus. I have his wisdom now. I act like him. I put on his joy and I draw others to Jesus because I look so much like him. Jesus, thank you for it. Thank you, God, for making us look more like you. Thank you for causing us to talk more like you, to think more on your levels. God, I ask in Jesus' name that as we go into the word here in a few minutes, that people's hearts would be open to receiving the word of God. Lord, let people think bigger. Let people think bigger than they have before. Let people think bigger than they have before. Let people think bigger than they have before. In Jesus' name, expand our minds now in the name of Jesus to think 
God thoughts. Expand our capacity. Help us, Lord, to even understand what is the capacity of man, what we're capable of through you. Lord, thank you. We place ourselves in your hands. We give ourselves to you. We yield to you. This broadcast is yours. This day is yours. We are yours and we go higher and higher with you than we've ever been before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God is so good. And I believe that today is your day to think higher than you've ever thought before and to do the things of God. Amen. Well, thank you for being on with me. I'm going to hand it over to the girls, Marky and Serena. Serena's here. And we're going to have a time of memes with Marky. It's going to be great. Make sure that you watch. It's going to be awesome. Share the broadcast because after memes with Marky, we're hopping into the word and it's going to be a good one. Love you. Girls, over to you. First one that I've like the first memes with Marky that I've actually seen Ew. or been a, a part really? of. Really, you yeah, haven't even I seen haven't it yet. Seen it. This is all brand new for you. I'm very excited. When Marky was telling me about this, I like immediately was sending her all the memes <laughs> that I think is. were really funny. So I'm very she excited. About this. Yes, I I appreciate getting sent memes. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So this is what this segment is. We read memes. Okay. And we laugh. And that's it. <laughs> it's really good. awesome. It's Sounds super fun. Good to me. Yeah, it's super fun. Are you guys ready? So, oh, Abby is. If you don't know, so if you don't know what a meme is, a meme is literally a it, it's a picture with words on it. That's a joke. Oftentimes, there's a theme. Like oftentimes, you'll see the same picture with different words mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's basically what a meme is. But you you'll get it if you've never seen it before and it's gonna be awesome so let's hop right in let's go to our very first meme of the day tiny tots <laughs> with their eyes all aglow that one was from buddy wasn't it, it? Is, <laughs> it is from buddy this one made me laugh so hard <laughs> you have okay if you're listening right now you have to this is a segment you have to do your best to watch. You gotta put your eyes on the screen. With their eyes all aglow. It's so funny. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow. Do you get it? It's from the Christmas song. Do you get it? So, do you get it? Do you get it? Okay. Okay, we go on to the next meme. This is also from Buddy. This next one is also from Buddy. If you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside and warm them up. I fully support this one. <laughs> it's so funny. It started warm, out so intense. Warm them up to about 350. <laughs> warm them up to about 350. <laughs> I really pleased with myself that because you funny. can't tell. That was funny. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, next meme. <laughs> also from Buddy. The magic eight ball. Am I stupid? That's a good one. That's a good it's one. It's not a magic eight ball. 
is that's it's the a joke. Bowling it's a bowling ball. ball. He's asking the bowling ball. <laughs> okay, next meme. When you ask mom permission and she says, do whatever you want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the directions. This is so funny. I feel like, okay, I have this tendency to like want to explain it, but I'm gonna, I'm, I have this tendency to be like, do you see the light? Do you see the arrows? Do you see it? Do you get it? I'm gonna try not to do that and ruin it. Okay, we go to the next one. This one's corny. A cheese factory exploded in France. Debris, Debris. is everywhere. Debris. The corny ones are some of the best ones, though, sometimes. But he's been following dad memes on Instagram. Oh, really? And they're really enjoyable. They're all super, I super corny. I want to follow dad. That's funny. Okay, next meme. God, creates dolphin. <laughs> dolphin, I'm going to eat. <laughs> It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's just funny. Okay, next meme. The bird just trying to sleep in its oh, nest. I had never thought about that. Oh my gosh, did you just say aw? Yes, poor birds. I never thought about that Oh my that gosh, your reaction was very different than mine. I was like, that's so funny. You're like, oh, the little bird. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay, next meme. <clears throat> when you find out that once you get back in shape, you have to stay in shape. <laughs> That's accurate. Very I know. True. Like, I remember I was like, I, I, I need to like exercise more and stuff. And I remember like getting to the point where I was like feeling a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, dang it. Like, I, 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 I gotta maintain it. Have to keep doing this. Okay, oh, Mama Chris, did you feel bad for the birds too? <laughs> she said, "You sweet, can admit it." Sweet Serena. Okay, next thing. When someone laughs at two of your memes, <laughs> you get your <laughs> memes from me now. Capiche? That's actually Marky subconsciously trying to tell you guys. <laughs> get your memes get from your memes me from now. Capiche? I actually have felt this before, where like people are like, I'm like posting memes on Facebook. It's been a while, but I would share them. People would laugh at them, and I'm like, yes, I'm the meme <laughs> source now. Yes, they're looking for me. The meme but dealer. I do that with other people. Like if people share memes that are funny, like I'll go to their profile and look. Mm -hmm. That is true. Anyway, okay, next meme. Hope we didn't need that. Me vacuuming. <laughs> that's that's accurate. <laughs> that's so very funny. accurate. So and there it goes. Next meme. <laughs> Next meme. Fitness instructor, have you ever done a marathon? Me, like on Netflix. Aww. <laughs> you, you, you can say Yoda. You can say Yoda. Oh, baby Yoda. Oh, what's his name? Didn't he just come out with Yogur? a name? Grogu. Grogu. Grogu, Groger. It sounds like Kroger. I want to say Grogu. yogurt. Yogurt. Uh, do you guys think that's a cute name? Because I don't. But <laughs> okay, next meme. Every time we try to eat healthy, <laughs> along comes Christmas, Easter, summer, Friday, or, or Tuesday, <laughs> and it ruins it for us. <laughs> that is accurate. That is true. I saw that one earlier this week. That's. <laughs> Perfect. Next meme. Hmm. Next. I just snorted. <laughs> you just snorted. 
Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Timber just, just in Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I had read that one earlier this week too, and I had to read it like a few times through. <laughs> It makes sense if you don't think about yeah. it. <laughs> okay, next me. Egg salad is still chicken salad when you think about it. Oh. That's deep. Oh. Oh. I'm not going to awe that one. <laughs> You're not going to awe it? <laughs> okay. Kevin says that's like inception for chickens. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, next me. <clears throat> Reading cooking instructions off the bag I just threw that out. Is that is me every time. That is me too. That is so every me. Because I'm always like, I just want to like clean and like mm -hmm. I want to get it out of the way as I go. And then, yeah. Okay, next, uh -huh. next meme. <laughs> Temperature dips below 50. The bugs <laughs> entering my house. <laughs> the ladybug. Wasting... Okay, oh, you can go. We can go into the next meme. Ladybugs, flies, everything. Wasting my money on takeout because I'm lazy? I think you mean stimulating the local economy mm -hmm. and a hometown <laughs> hero. Hometown hero. <laughs> <laughs> that was us the other day. That's what I was trying to do when we went out to lunch after church. Oh, yeah. We're hometown, hometown hero. hero. <laughs> okay, next meme. <clears throat> Me, this is for like kids, but me waiting for the lifeguard to tell me it's my turn to go down the water slide. I remember that feeling accurate, very vividly. I remember that. His face is so accurate. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Oh, Pastor Williams said, hometown hero. Yeah, you can, if you go get hot dogs from him, you're a hometown hero. That is hero. true. Okay, next meme. Mm -hmm. Trying to find the right spot to sit around the campfire. Be like. <laughs> I said that one to Buddy because we were actually at Kevin Buck's house and the smoke kept following him everywhere he went. Oh my gosh. Okay, next it meme. <clears throat> Why do we call it red onion when it's clearly purple? Been thinking about this for a while and getting, getting quite, quite worked, worked up. up. These are very deep memes you found, Marky. I almost thought you bear it. <laughs> very deep. Okay, you can go into the next mm -hmm. one. How to prepare for a Zoom meeting. Tape the cat to the wall. You tape the cat to the wall. <laughs> okay, next meme. Nobody. That one dude at 2 a.m. Yup. 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 That happens at our house. I, like every morning, probably around like 5.30, you can hear the bass and the music, oh, and like no. it shakes the whole house. Because you like, guys live close to downtown, mm -hmm. so yep. you get the fun people. Yep. Okay, next meme. What <laughs> the last Pringles sees? <laughs> Me. Oh, this is my favorite. Me. This is Sorry, I'm very excited. <laughs> you tell it. It's your favorite. You hey, tell it. See, it's a good meme. My nose. <laughs> that's, that's what happened when I snored. <laughs> I did it at this meme. Did you too? Yeah. When I saw it, I like laughed through my nose like that. 
Like, yeah, you, I hope, I feel like, I don't know if everyone understands that one. I feel like I had to look at it for a few seconds, like, <laughs> really? but yeah, I did. I do understand memes, guys. I'd like to clarify that. I don't feel bad for the birds and everything. <laughs> you want to clarify? I have a sense of humor. <laughs> you, you do. You have a sense of, she sent me a bunch of memes. Okay, we can go to the next one. <clears throat> What if God came down to earth and said, it's pronounced Jod, and left? Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's a GIF reference. It's like GIF and, and GIF. But he's been, I, so there's like team, is it pronounced GIF or team, is it pronounced GIF? I'm on GIF and Buddy's on GIF, mm -hmm. but everybody else is on GIF, GIF. I feel like. Buddy would like to say that the creator of the GIF The creator says said GIF. GIF, yeah. Okay, next meme. People. Everyone taking pictures of their food is the worst modern-day trend. Painters, 500 years ago. They made it cool. <laughs> they started it. <laughs> Buddy says, if you have to clarify that you understand memes, do you really understand memes? Yes, I do. <laughs> You're like, I thought the bird one was funny. <laughs> okay, next meme. When that spider you saw six seconds mm -hmm. ago disappears in your room. I'm just going to Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what is the worst is in Florida when I was living in Florida when a when you would see a lizard in the yeah. house and it would disappear. One time I was, I was laying in bed and I looked over and there was a lizard this close to me standing on a bag of Doritos. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. It was awful. I had my roommate's help. I didn't touch it. Okay, next meme. <clears throat> when you need your mom, but she's not anywhere near you. Inhale. <gasps> Mama! <laughs> like when you were a kid, you were in the shower and you needed your mom. I know. I used to always have to call it. I used to go, I'd be in the shower and I could never remember if shampoo was first or conditioner. But I also called it air conditioner. And no one, no one in the family corrected me because I was a baby and they just thought it was cute. So my, like for a while, I'm like, Mom, do I use shampoo or air conditioner first? <laughs> oh, that's a true story. So for so long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kevin's cracking. Oh, he like doubled man. over. Oh my gosh. We don't have a cameraman for a few no, minutes. I wish we had a shot for Kevin. <laughs> he's, he's, he's still laughing. Guys, he's laughter does me. good like medicine. It so is. This is healthy for you. Oh, Billy said I can verify this. Yes. Johnny wants to know how old you were. I don't know. Like 15? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's crying. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> he said, I'm sorry, and walked back to the camera. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> well, you're welcome for that. Okay, next meme. <laughs> you have gained 40 pounds. British. Americans. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. This. I saw this meme like probably four days ago. I was like, I don't get it. Do British people like to gain weight? <laughs> I get it now. I get it. I love that your response wasn't even to laugh.
<laughs> I'm glad you clarified what a meme was at the beginning of this. <laughs> oh my gosh. <clears throat> Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. People in the Bible, as soon as an angel appears, feared. People, as soon as the angel says, fear not, even more feared. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, we have one. We'll do one more. This is the last one. When anyone in the Bible was upset. <laughs> That's oh true. my gosh, that's oh. very true. Oh. That was good. I enjoyed this with you today. I enjoyed this today. <laughs> Great. Thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank you guys <laughs> for watching. That was very fun. This is this is an awesome time, and I'm I love having this time with you guys. Thank you for watching. Be sure to share the broadcast yeah. right now. We are going into right now. We're going into what's the word, and you're going to be on it. Mm -hmm. You're going to like. You're going to see Serena in just a second. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you share the broadcast. Get ready for what's coming up next. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you right there. <laughs>
why did I write on there that I'm here in my car? And, yeah. and, stopped and I was like, oh, Purple Heart, that's Nicole. Yeah. So anyway, Barrett, here, I missed all these. William is watching from Courthouse Square, Pastor Hot Dog up at the, at the square in Albemarle. Uh, Albemarle from Mikasa. Mikasa, Sukasa. Um, Barrett Nauer. Who's, who's that? <laughs> Do you know who that is? No. I don't know. I think it's supposed to say Bert. Watching from here. Bert. Watching from here. Johnny, I'm on the road. Dixie, Albemarle. Holly from New London. My wife from in the car currently stopped wherever here is. And Julie is here in media. Hello, Julie. She's in the media. <laughs> in the media. Hello, Julie. In the media. Yeah. I'm in media. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we love you guys. We're so excited. Today, we want to talk about, is it time to leave? Um, have you ever wondered, like, have I been in this place too long, you know? Um, and we're not necessarily talking about moving locations. And I do want to give some disclaimers on that because a lot of people will hear a message like what we're going to hear today and then they will say, oh, that's it, I got to go, like mm -hmm. this is a confirmation. This is not a confirmation of that necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something where you need to talk with a spiritual you know, pastor, a right. leader, and you need to have that kind of confirmation. But a lot of times what you have is uh, we need to, is it time to leave the old ways, the mm -hmm. old habits, the old man, the old life? Yeah. And uh, I want to I look at this because I've watched... As have you ever, you know, heard that you basically become uh, a culmination of the five people that you hang around the yeah. most, you yeah. know, uh, and that and that is somewhat true. Is you will start to take on their thinking, their characteristics, things like that. And what we need to do is pay attention to that. Many, many times, people will come to church, and God's given them breakthrough, but they don't break through. And the reason is because they won't leave their friends. You know, they won't leave that old life. They want to try and hang on. You know, they want to try and keep drinking. They want to try and keep cussing and still go to church, and uh, they want to try and you know keep the different ways of life, the old man's life, instead of saying, Lord, I'm yours. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, what ends up happening is they don't actually receive the fullness of what God is trying mm -hmm. to pour out on them yeah. because they don't leave. And so I want to look at a couple of examples in the word of is it time for me to leave some things? Mm -hmm. And let the Lord, I just pray right now that everybody that's watching, you know, just, Father, right now, if there's any things, habits, thoughts, mm -hmm. friends, uh, you know, even old, old leaders that we are not supposed to hang out with anymore, that we're supposed to, it's time to leave that, then, Lord, we just, I just ask that you make it clear, that you mm -hmm. show those things. Uh, Lord, raise people up in Jesus' name. Take them to new levels. Yes. Father, take them to new levels now as they decide to let go of the old things yeah. in Jesus' name. I watch a lot of times how people will try to hold on for, um, you know, a lot of times they'll try to hold on to like old ways and old friends because they feel like they're letting them down if mm. they don't. Mm. And it's like, well, I'm not be really being a good friend. One of the things, and when you're defining friendship, one of the things we need to do is always get our definition out of the word. You know, mm -hmm. we need to see what is a friend in the word. Yeah. And just a very simple 
friend is always somebody that's going to be going after God themselves and helping you to go after yeah. God. Yeah. You know, if somebody's not helping you go after God, then that means that they're not actually befriending you. They're taking from yeah. you because what's happening is they're keeping you back from your destiny mm -hmm. in the Father mm -hmm. and that eternal destiny, yeah. right? Yeah. And so a true friend is going to say, I want you to have the best eternal destiny that you can. And we know from the full counsel of the word, that's always going to be godliness. Yeah. It's never going to be anything else. Yeah. So if I'm truly a friend, if I truly am a friend, it's always going to be, uh, I'm going to be, taking you up to the yeah. things of the Lord. I'm going to be encouraging you. I'm going to be strengthening you. Um, you know, it says over in Hebrews, it talks about don't forsake the assembly. Look, let's just go there. Uh, don't forsake the assembly. What is that? Hebrews 10. I believe so. Yeah. Watch this. And this is Hebrews chapter 10. And... Uh, We'll start in verse 23, 23, 24, and 25. It says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us, in other words, what we need to be doing is holding on to faith, holding on to hope, mm -hmm. right? And it says, Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. In other words, my job as a good friend should be, how can I encourage you mm -hmm. to do the things that love does, to mm -hmm. do the good deeds that God would have you do? This is what a friend should be doing. And it says, uh, verse 25, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more mm -hmm. as you see the day drawing near. Yeah. So what you see a good friend doing is stimulating you to do godly things, mm -hmm. yeah. love and the good deeds of God, and encouraging you, mm -hmm. right? And this is, we should be doing this all the time, and even more as the time draws to a close, which yeah. we are obviously in some of the last of the last days. But we should be stimulating one mm -hmm. another yeah. to that. And that's what a good friend does. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times people are like, well, my friends, and then that's, and that's where I'll stop them, and I'll say, yeah. You know, are they really your friends? Because if they're not like drawing you into a deeper relationship with God, they're withholding you. They're holding you back mm -hmm. from your eternal destiny. They're not really friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are you a good friend that's, you know, kind of uh, keeping that same relationship going with them? Are you being the light to them? You're not being a good light. By staying in that place, yeah. it's time to leave that way of thinking. Yeah, well, the, there's one verse that's, that's just coming to my mind where um, that says, this is how you love one another, by keeping his commandments. Yes. You know, so the yes. most loving, friendly thing that you can do to those people yes. is to obey the word of God. Yes. You know, it's to obey the word of God. And if that means separate yourself from yes. those people, mm -hmm. that's the most loving thing you can do to that's them. That's right. A lot of people, like, it's like missionary dating, you know, like, or like missionary friendships almost. Like, well, I'm still going to hang out with them and, and hope that they see my light, you know, and stuff like that. Right. But, but the most loving thing that you can do is, what to, is read what the Bible mm -hmm. says. Yes. You know, and do what the Bible says. Second uh, Corinthians 6.14 says, don't be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership has, 
has righteousness with and law, lawlessness, lawlessness. Yes. Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Yes. Or what harmony has Christ with with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what or, you know? And then he just goes on. I want you. Can you go and um, can you pull up the New Living translation of that? In that. Um, yeah. The New Living. Yeah, Serena has a New Living, but I, I'll pull it up real quick. Second um, Corinthians. That's actually a verse <laughs> that I was going to go to. Uh, mm. Starting in Second Corinthians six fourteen. I got it. You want me to read it? Yeah. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can an unbeliever be a part a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you're seeing is we're not supposed to be in a partnership with that, you know. We're not supposed to be tied up in the things of the earth, right? We're not supposed to be wrapped up in those Mm -hmm. things. We're supposed to be wrapped up in Christ. And this is the call out to people today is it's time to leave some of those worldly things, you know. It's time to leave some of that worldly thinking. And, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately, before we end the broadcast today, I won't you to talk about uh, just how you had the Lord calling you, mm-hmm. you know, you had the Lord calling you guys up to a different level. Yeah. Like you saw things in the word that you need to stretch to. And it was where you were at mm-hmm. was hard for you to move to that place. Mm-hmm. So I want you to be thinking about that, mm-hmm. that portion of because you made some big steps. But now, like this year, you've seen some great growth, mm-hmm. right? You've seen some great mm-hmm. yeah. growth. And what does that do? So in other words, you know, that might not have been the most easy step mm-hmm. that you've ever had. But absolutely, it was a good step for you. And you're seeing the results yeah. and the fruit of that yeah. now. So I want you to be thinking mm-hmm. about that as we go. So. Yeah. Well, like this verse says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And yes. 90% of the time we equate that with non-Christians, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. But there are a lot of Christians who don't believe too. That's you right. Know, they don't believe the word. They don't believe what the word says. You know, you can preach the word, preach the word, preach the word, and they'll be like, well, this is what I've seen, so that can't yes. be true. Yes, yes. You know, so that, so it's not always just, you know, someone who's out rampant in sin, but it could just be, well, anything that's not of faith is sin. But yes. it could be someone who, who you've been hanging around with for years you know you might have gone to the same church and your friends and stuff like that but they they out of a lack of faith could be pulling you down yes Mm -hmm. yes exactly exactly it makes me think of an analogy that we used um actually for a dating series but just with being partnered if god's calling you to grow you know you're going to be on a higher level and if you're standing on a chair and you're trying to uh, help somebody who's standing on the ground it's going to be so much easier for that person to pull you down for them than for you to pull you're going to pull them up to your level. Yeah. So you are loving them. They're going to see that example of God's growth in you, yes. but you're not supposed to try and, you know, partner with them in that in that way. Yeah. I think well, we're... and until they get a heart to grow mm-hmm. to that yes. level, yeah. yes. then it's all your power and mm-hmm. it needs to be right. their decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say I I think one of the things that's so prevalent in the church today is um, where people say, well, Jesus was a friend of sinners, you know. And, right. um, and if you look at that, where that comes in the Bible, it's when the Pharisees were, were trying to rebuke Jesus or try to slander his name. They were yes. saying he's a glutton, a wine bibbler, 
or a, he, he's a drunk, yeah. you know, and he's and a friend of sinners. Yeah. And that and that's yeah. where that comes from. That phrase. Yeah. It doesn't come from Jesus saying, "Well, I'm friends with." No, like the people that Jesus hung out with the most, yes. the the people in his inner circle were not sinners. Yes. You know, I mean, yeah. they were growing. They had a desire to growth, but they but they weren't. You know, when Jesus, but at the same time, he didn't ignore them and shun them. He went yeah. to them. And he went into their homes, but you notice what happened when he went into their homes. They got saved. Yeah, you know, they, right. they repented. They turned around. Right. So, so like he wasn't just there sinning with them or hanging out with them all the yes. time. He went because he, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Yeah. So yeah. he went after them. He went into their homes to save them. Yeah. Not to not yeah. to be not to you know sin with them. Right. Right. And so that I, I think that's a big common misconception because people say, well, Jesus was a sinner, friend of sinners, so yeah. well, I should be a friend of. Well, and I've heard guys like that were you know alcoholics, and then they get born again. They're legit, legit born again. Yeah. But then they have a heart to help get other guys out of there, mm -hmm. and then they go and they try to go to the bar mm -hmm. to witness, and they get sucked back into mm -hmm. drinking again. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that can happen for multiple reasons, but a lot of times it's because that guy's not ready yet. You know, yeah. he thinks he's got it conquered, but he doesn't mm -hmm. know some of the traps of the enemy. He doesn't realize that it's actually pride that's yeah. telling him you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's not faith, it's pride that's telling him. He doesn't know how to discern between that. Maybe he's not yeah. plugged into a pastor that can help him decide that. And what ends up happening is he doesn't leave what he needed to for mm -hmm. long enough. Yeah. And it, and it still got him. He is mm -hmm. still there's tendencies there that he thought were done. I mean, how many of us as how many of us as believers thought that something was over in our life, mm -hmm. and then we find out, nah, that mm -hmm. wasn't over. Yeah, that wasn't quite. Anybody? Anyone? Anyone besides me? Like a thousand times it feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody has. And so what we've got to do is get it in our heart. We're leaving that way. Yeah. I'm leaving that thinking, yeah. you know. Um, I'm not going back to that. You know, I had, uh, when I'm not even going to think about it. And so one of the worst things that I ever did was as a, I'm born again. So I was born again when I was young, but then I went through a period of time that really challenged uh, not my faith in God, but it challenged my walk with mm -hmm. him. You know, it challenged my intimacy with him. And so as an adult, uh, about the time that Nicole and I started dating and she got born again, uh, my walk turned back to the Lord. And I really, and instantly, I felt, you know, the call to preach again and everything like that, and uh, which I'd felt when I was young as well. But then I was, you know, in the meantime, I was still coming out of that life and it was time to leave that life but and watch this I would what I would do is I'd be working during the day going down the road and I'd be listening to the radio just listen to the radio I wasn't like trying to sin I wasn't meditating on sin I wouldn't do anything like that and I would have had times where I went out with my friends uh, we drank uh, smoked cigarettes played cards all night you know did stupid stuff and, you know, and it was fun to the flesh, but there's always a price to it, right? There's always a price. And I'm trying to come out of that. So I'm going down the road, and I'm doing pretty good, and I'm going after God, but I'm listening to the radio. And so this, this isn't for everybody, but I had to figure this out. And I'd listen to the radio. A song would play. It would remind me of those times where I had fun mm -hmm. in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be meditating on, oh, that was fun. 
I'd like to do that again. I don't want to give that up. And before I know it, a couple of weeks later, I'm hanging out with my friends. And I'm trying, I'm moving towards preaching. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a couple of weeks later, I'm hanging out with my friends, drinking, smoking cigarettes, and playing cards all night, you know. And it's like, and then I'd feel horrible. And what I didn't realize was I had, I had a desire to leave it. It was the most, it was so awful. It was horrible. It was such a horrible time to have one foot in both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. It was just the worst. And uh, just like Dan. And uh, Dan's yeah. the worst, if you've seen that video. <laughs> and, uh, Dan. But, yeah. But it was just, it was horrible, and it was just this tug of war on my heart and on my mind, and I was so condemned, and I just wanted, I just felt awful after, after I would do that. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was uh, I hadn't left that thinking. Mm-hmm. I'd left, like I wasn't hanging out with those friends every day, but I was hanging out with the thoughts and the memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had, it was time for me to leave that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And what I needed to do was turn the radio off. It was yeah. that simple. When mm-hmm. I turned the radio off, mm-hmm. I put on praise music. Yeah. That became so much easier. Mm-hmm. And instantly yeah. I went, and it was just as simple as controlling what was happening in my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. And I, ne- I needed to turn the radio off yeah. because it took me back to that place. Mm-hmm. Some people need to turn off the TV because it takes you back to a place or it keeps you like um, we were we were talking recently about the power of emotions Mm -hmm. and I said the majority of people in the church I've seen mess up it's they make emotional decisions Mm -hmm. but yet you got somebody who will you know used to when I was growing up like soap operas were were really big Mm -hmm. you don't hear about them as much now but you have other soap operas that come on on nightly TV shows and different things that people watch and they'll live their life in the emotions of a fiction right and what they watch a tv show and all of a sudden all those emotions what they like and what is actually enticing to them they're addicted to the emotions they feel when oh no that person did that to that person oh, what is he going to do oh my yeah. and they're addicted to those emotions their life is centered around those emotions and then they get into the middle of trying to do right and they haven't left that way because the word tells us that we're not to be led by emotions we're to be led by the spirit of God Mm -hmm. and so many people thrive off of that and they're expecting to have a full life but they they haven't recognized the time to leave the worldliness Mm -hmm. the time to leave that worldly thinking Mm -hmm. And, and today is time to leave it we can't play games with that yeah well i mean you know one of the things that you've just been referring to is sometimes like it's time for some of us to leave some of the music and some of the yeah the shows that we've been listening to yeah um like we were reading in the triumphant church and he was talking about how the devil was Lucifer the the minister of music? You know? yeah. yeah, he was yeah. over music. He knows what music does, mm-hmm. and he yeah. uses music yeah. to to get us like like you know yeah. obviously what you were sharing. He was using music to try to draw pull you back into yeah. to the old the old life. Um, so we so that's one of the things that we need like all the things that we're taking in. Yeah, we need to be careful. You know, if we're feeding yes. our flesh or our spirit, yeah. but mm-hmm. that was all good. It's very important. And the yeah. Lord said to me years ago, you need to watch the influence of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what was the spiritual influence behind the guy who wrote that script? Yeah. 
What was the spiritual influence mm. behind the guy that wrote that song? Mm. You know, what was the influence yeah. behind uh, you know the person that directed that movie and showed that scene in a certain mm. way? Yeah. What was that? And and a lot of times they may tell you, well, there was no spiritual influence. Well, if there no, was none, there actually was one. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. it wasn't God, there's only one other influence, yeah. and you're being influenced by that, whether you don't, whether you know it or not. So if the influence isn't God, you're still being influenced yeah. in that way. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that's important is that. You know, we have to set in our mind it's time to leave certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time to leave that old man and the old ways behind yeah. and let's be who God called us to be and let's stop getting held up yeah. by worldly things. You yeah. know, he tells us don't be wrapped up in the things of the mm-hmm. world. Now, another thing is worldly thinking, mm-hmm. you know, or or just ungodly thinking yeah. or, or thinking that's uh, maybe a doctrine, but not scriptural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like for example, we were talking about healing yesterday, and one of the questions we asked was, you know, how many times does God have to say that He's a healer before we believe it? Mm-hmm. It's all throughout the Word. Yeah. So at, at some point, it's time to leave what feels good to our flesh, mm-hmm. that doctrine that feels good to our flesh, yeah. and removes the responsibility from us. Yeah. And it's time to go into the responsibility of the Word yeah. and let it have its effect. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that part of it is we have to become willing to leave that identity. Because yes. so much of that old yes. thinking uh, is a part of our identity, whether it's a sickness. You know, so That's a great, great so point. So many times that uh, we kind of embrace that. You know, yeah. this has become my, my pet identity, and, you know, people feel sorry for me. I had to deal with it with fears, different kinds of fears. And, you know, because it becomes so much a part of my identity. And so whenever I came to that crossroads, am I going to keep letting this be a part of my identity? Or am I going to believe what the Word of God says about me, that I am a new creation? And I had to shift my identity. Everybody knew about these fears that I had. And so I had to start confessing that, no, I'm not afraid of this anymore. This is a part of my life. And I had to shift who I was to match Mm -hmm. my identity up with what the Word of God says about me. Mm Amen. Well, and one of the things that we have... I believe one of the reasons why we've fallen for deception at times is we think that like the identity or like the sin, Mm -hmm. we think that we'll never have that level of fun Mm -hmm. or there's not something better. And that's why I'll I'll say it on a regular basis. I've never had God ask me for something that he didn't give me back something better. You know, it's something that was higher, something that worked greater, something that was super. So, you know, when he asked me to give up the the fun uh, of going out, the the fleshly fun of going Mm -hmm. out and smoking and drinking and and doing that, you know, all of that was fun for a a moment. And the Bible Mm -hmm. says fun for a season. But the end of it is death. The wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. So it was fun for a season, but it was working death in me. It was working lack in my health. Mm -hmm. It was working lack in my finances. Mm -hmm. It was working lack in my spiritual walk. It was working death in me. I was not going forward. I was going backwards. Mm -hmm. And although, but I was I wanted to, I was willing to give up the spiritual success mm-hmm. for a small slice of a few minutes mm-hmm. of fleshly pleasure. Yeah. 
And so what I had to do was say, and even like an identity, we, we have this identity, but God will give us an identity higher than that. Yeah. And that's why I'll say it often you know, about that. He'll never ask you for something. Put that in the comments. God will never ask you for something that he won't replace with greater. That's yeah. right. He'll never ask you for something. And when you get that as a reality, you have to see his love demands mm -hmm. that he'll never do that. Yeah. He'll, he's never going to ask you for something that leaves you lower than you were before. You'll always go higher when, he, when you're obedient to him. Mm -hmm. you know, and, he, and he talks about when you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of mm -hmm. the land. He's yeah. always, his, his command or his direction is always, because of his love, mm -hmm. going to take you to a higher yeah. place. Yeah. It's always going to. Mm -hmm. And so it's time to leave some of those things mm -hmm. behind. You know, when I started walking with the Lord and he started pouring out his Holy Spirit and drinking the new wine of the Spirit, man, I had a drunk in God that would beat mm -hmm. all that, you know, and no hangovers and nothing but joy and freedom, mm -hmm. joy yeah. and freedom, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it was like, and I didn't, it didn't cost me money. It may have cost me worldly friends, mm -hmm. but they, were they really friends in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know, no, no, because if they weren't pushing me to go after God, you know, and I see, I see ministers that will post online all the time. They'll be posting and it's like their playlist and all of their playlists are all these worldly things. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, if you keep putting that stuff in, that's going to come out in the people that you're serving. Yeah. I mean, every now and then I'll go through a night, it's, uh, you know, once or twice a year generally, I'll go through a night and we'll watch YouTube videos and, and I'll, you know, tell the girls about the 80s, you know, <laughs> and 80s music. And Abigail likes 80s music. But it's rare. Mm -hmm. It is not, I don't have a playlist saved. I'm not listening to it all the time. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm not putting the world's garbage into my head all the time. Yeah. I've got enough stuff to deal with. I don't need to add weight to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's time to leave the things that would wrap you up in the world mm -hmm. and move to the, to the places that God mm -hmm. has for you. Yeah. So. Um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Is yeah, came Kevin said and, that. And I noticed Kevin put it up like right, right mm -hmm. after I pulled it up. Uh, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service mm -hmm. of worship. And do not be conformed with th to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that, yes. you may be, so that you may prove what is the will of God, that which yes. is good yes. and acceptable yeah. and perfect. Yes. Amen. Mm -hmm. It'll prove it, yeah. and it'll yeah. it will produce in our lives. Yeah. But we've got to give ourselves to the Word, mm -hmm. and not to what we've thought, mm -hmm. not yeah. who we've been. We've yeah. got to give ourselves to the Word. Let me go back for just a second, and then I, I want to go to another scripture too. But I want to talk again about what's a who's a friend and who's not. Yeah. Right. So in John 15 and verse 12, he says, "This is my commandment." John 15, 12 through uh, 17. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Mm -hmm. In other words, the first thing that Jesus says is a good friend will love the other person. Mm -hmm. Well, wh is, what does love do? Tempt you to sin where the wages are death. That's not, a, that's not love. Mm -hmm. That's not a good friend. Yeah. You know, a good friend is encouraging you, strengthening, yeah. strengthening you, stimulating you to good, 
to good deeds and the love of God and encouraging you in Christ to, to be strong. He says, greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. In other words, I, if I'm going to be a good friend, then I'm going to lay down my life for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to be in prayer for you. I'm going to be lifting you up. I'm going to do things that may take away from me so that you can be lifted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I lay down my life. I lay down my time. Mm-hmm. I lay down my thoughts for myself. Yeah. And uh, what the one uh, says, bear the burdens of one another. In other words, I will share my strength so that mm-hmm. you can be lifted up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, another verse says, consider others higher than yourself. Yeah. That means I'm more concerned about thinking about you than I am about me, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's the kind of stuff that we're supposed to be living yeah. all the time. This is a friend. Yes. And that yeah. means I'm never is a friend leading you away from God. Mm-hmm. Never is, put that in the comments, never is a true friend leading you away from God or his principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never is a true friend leading you away from God or his true mm-hmm. principles yeah. or his principles. In other words, a true friend's not going to tell you that it's okay not to be at church when God said right. you need to be at church. Yeah. A true friend's not going to lead you to well, you know, a lack of faith. A true friend's not going to lead you to a lack of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. A true friend is going to encourage you, yeah. strengthen you, go in God. Yeah. You got this. Mm-hmm. You know, he's strengthening you in the things of God. That's what a friend does. Mm-hmm. And so if I have a friend that's trying to drag me out of what I know God's told me to do, that's not a friend. Mm-hmm. That's not a friend. The world may call it a friend, but that's not a friend. Yeah. All right, now... He says, he goes on, he says, no longer, he says, you are my friends, verse 14, you are my friends if you do what I command you. So a true friend follows the commandments of Christ. Yeah. A true friend follows the commandments of Christ. So a, a true friend is not going to lead you against what Jesus said to do. Mm-hmm. It's not going to yeah. do it, ever. He says, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all things that I've heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This I command you, that you love one another. So a true friend, he says, look, I call you friends because I share what I'm doing with you. Mm-hmm. You know, A lot of times I had, quote unquote, worldly friends that it was time to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And all they were doing, they were just taking advantage of me. They were utilizing me to pull their money to go do what they want to do. There's mm-hmm. different things. They were utilizing me trying to, all, they were trying to advance themselves, but they weren't sharing with me in that mm-hmm. way. You know? Now, you do have some you know, worldly friends that are not leading you to God, but they're, they're not taking advantage of you all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if they're not leading you to God, they're not a true friend. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to be hanging out with that all the time. That doesn't mean that we don't go out and witness to people. Yeah. It just means that in my inner circle, that's not, that's not who I'm hanging out with, yeah. you know. So look at this. Is it time, and let me ask you this question. Is it time for you to leave, you know, some things? Like, for example, 
Um, if you constantly are thinking on wrong thoughts and not thoughts that are worthy of praise, it's time to leave that way of operation. You know, uh, are you constantly being led by emotions and not by the word of God and not by the spirit of God? It's time to leave that. It's time to make a decision. I'm, I'm drawing a line in the sand on today's date. What is today? The 8th. December the 8th, 2020, I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm leaving that old way. Yeah. I'm leaving that old way of operation. I'm leaving that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm, leave, I'm, I'm not going to make excuses for it anymore. I'm going to make a real decision. It's time to leave, right? Mm -hmm. It's time. And, and so let's go. It was interesting because I was praying about today. Lord, what do you want to share today? And um, I really had nothing on, on my heart or on my mind. And about that time, my dad called me. And uh, he, he told me, a, uh, he, said there, he said, I was thinking about this old saying. He said, a man will, and I'm, I'm, I want to say this right, but I'm going to try to say it the right way. He said, a man with one watch always knows the time, but a man with two watches is never sure. A man with one watch always knows the time, but a man with two watches is never sure because he's got two different inputs all the time. And that's the way we've been in, in the kingdom. We, when we have one foot in God and one foot in the world, we're always going to be unstable. Yeah. We're always going to be unstable. We're never going to be sure. And it's going to be this back and forth. And it'll be like my testimony it, that is, it was horrible. And it was time for me to leave that. And, and there were some things that I didn't know that were causing me to go back, like the music. Like, I never thought that the music would, um, you know, I never thought that the music would be such a, a catch and a hook for me. But, man, it was. I mean, as soon as I said, Lord, I really need, I'd gone through years of this. Finally, I reached out to the Lord and said, I need help with this. And the Lord was like, turn off the music. That's not what I thought you were going to say. You know, mm -hmm. I turn and, you know, a lot of times we're wanting like him to zap us. <laughs> and you never think anything but godly thoughts for the yeah. rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's not what he does. Mm -hmm. He'll give you a command. Mm -hmm. And if you love him, you'll keep the command. And I'm thinking, well, that's not supernatural at all. And I kind of like the music and I won't. And that was, but it's time for me to leave that. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is the supernatural was in the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As soon as I turned that off supernaturally, I became stronger because mm -hmm. I stopped confusing and being unsure of who I was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was time for me to leave. So now what I want you to see is this. Is This is 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 21. So right after my dad uh, said that, he said, and I felt like I was supposed to share this verse with you. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay. And uh, he said, does that mean anything to you? I said, well, I'm sitting here praying about what to share on what's the word today. Mm -hmm. I said, so it probably plays into that, mm -hmm. I would imagine. And he said, so this is 1 Kings 18, 21. Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, mm -hmm. follow him. Mm -hmm. But if, if Baal is God or the world's way is God, follow that. Yeah. Follow that. Mm -hmm. But make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Make a decision, you know. Make a choice. Leave one or the other, but get on with it. That's basically what Elijah was saying. Yeah. I was like, glory to God. Yeah. Go ahead, you got no, something. <laughs> it, it just reminds me of like what you talk about, the difference between a Western mindset and, a, and an Eastern mindset. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the, 
the we what are we we're Western, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Um, for the most part. For the most part. We yeah. have been. Yeah. Um, for the most part, in a Western mindset, we compartmentalize our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got my Sunday life, you know, where I, I got church and all that stuff, and then yeah. my Monday through Friday or Saturday life, you know, I kind of have work and then kids and then all these things. We compartmentalize our lives and then we just kind of pull from whatever we need to pull on at the moment. And if they conflict, you know, we just kind of whatever. Yeah. So, oh no, I can't come to church today because it conflicts with other things, you yeah. know, with my sleep yeah. or with my, you know, everything compartmentalized rather than with an Eastern mindset, which is where the Bible is written, yeah. where, where it's, it's basically everything is, is created and crafted and surrounded by my faith in yeah. my God. You know, and so I make decisions like God as many. God should be in all of it. Yeah, God's yeah. in all of it. I make my decisions based on what's God's yes. doing, what what God's leading. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, yes. not by different compartments at different times mm -hmm. or what feels right at the moment, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And, and I think where a lot of times people have missed it is on Sunday. Like they think they're doing it right because on Sunday we're we're pressing in, we're dancing during worship, we're doing all these things. You know, which are right and good, you know, to, to be pressing in and praising God. But all throughout the rest of the week, we're just taking in worldliness, worldliness, yes. worldliness, worldliness, yes. worldliness. And then we jump back in on Sunday morning and we're like, all right, pulling out my God compartment, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, for an hour and a half. And then, yeah. and then again, world, all we're taking in is worldliness, worldliness, worldliness. Who was it? Uh, Leonard Ravenhill? Or um, who wrote um, Christ the Healer? F.F. F. Bosworth. F.F. Bosworth. He said, uh, he said, a lot of Christians are wondering why they don't have the faith to be healed when they feed their flesh three hot meals a day and their yes. spirit one cold right. snack a week. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and we wonder, why are things not working out for me yes. when we're compartmentalizing? We just get one little piece of God here. Yeah. Mm. And then the rest of the, the day, we're literally undoing, you know, yes. most people undo everything that they, that they receive mm. from God, mm -hmm. you know, in that hour and a half service. Yeah, yeah before the day's over. That's true. You know, heck, a lot of times before they've even gotten yeah. home. You know, and, and so it's important for us. That God compartment needs to c take over everything. Yeah. And our whole week is led by God. It's in the presence of God, in the spirit of God, you know, all the time. That's you know, it. That, that's mm -hmm. what it is. It's time to leave areas that don't have God in it. Yeah. It's yeah. time to leave that and yeah. let God be in everything. He wants to be involved in yeah. everything. He wants to be a part of it. And he wants to pour out his love in that. Yeah. It's time to stop hesitating and go all in with God. Earlier I saw Dixie put up Revelation 3 where it says, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. Yeah. It's time to leave the lukewarmness. It's time mm -hmm. to leave the areas of coldness and jump all in with God and yeah. be hot for God. Yeah. You know, And uh, so it, one of the things that Going, let's go one chapter over uh, to uh, chapter 19, and you'll see in verse 16. I'd like for you to get ready on verse 19 with the uh, New Living. Sure. But, so, 1 Kings 19, verse 16, it says, uh, God's given Elijah some instructions, and he says, I want you to, and Jehu, the son of Nimshi, you shall anoint king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat and of Abel Meloah, Mahola, you shall anoint as a prophet in your place. You shall anoint him as a prophet in your place. Now, it's interesting because 
Here, Elijah doesn't even really know it yet. It doesn't show us any indicator of that. But then he comes and here he anoints Elijah. Now, how does he anoint Elijah? He, he basically comes to him and he takes his coat and throws it over him. Like he doesn't even say any words to him, you know. Uh, he just throws his coat over him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, 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 was that the anointing? Yeah. Like, was that, you know, and now ultimately we know that Elijah was anointed because he followed Elijah mm-hmm. all of his life, yeah. even to the point where he left the earth and he said, I'll not leave you. Yeah. His, his loyalty to Elijah was how he received the mantle mm-hmm. of the anointing. But the opportunity was given by a simple gesture. The opportunity and the door was open yeah. as Elijah just takes his mantle and throws it over him. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. But see how many people miss that. See, they're not willing mm-hmm. to leave what their identity, what they've been doing, and they miss the calling of God and the blessing of God. They miss, their, they, they miss all of that because they're not willing to leave the old life. Mm-hmm. But look at what Elisha did. So read uh, 19 through 21 sure. in the New Living. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. There were 12 teams of oxen in the field, and Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across his shoulders and then walked away. Elisha <laughs> left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but, I th- but think about what I have done to you. So Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. He passed around the meat to the townspeople, and they all ate. Then he went with Elijah as his assistant. Now look at what Elijah did. Now he throws the mantle over him. He doesn't even say anything. Mm -hmm. Elisha recognizes something just happened, and Mm -hmm. it's bigger than maybe what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But then he says, let me go and kiss my mom and dad goodbye. And he, he leaves. Yeah. Like, he's leaving. That's it. Mom, Dad, love you. Bye. Yeah. Right? He, and, mm-hmm. and then, and that was it. He didn't make an emotional decision. Mm-hmm. He just, but look at what Elijah says. Mm-hmm. Elijah says, mm-hmm. Elijah says, think about what I did to you. Mm-hmm. In other words, in that motion, there was a lot more that happened than just a transfer of a fleshly coat. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm of a fleshly mantle. Mm-hmm. There was a door of opportunity opened up. But here's what Elisha had to make the decision. Is it time to leave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it time to leave yeah. what I've known all my life? The mm-hmm. people that I've known all my life. Yeah. Is it time to leave? You know, mm-hmm. when when we came up here, and that and this is where I was saying earlier a disclaimer, don't take this as confirmation that God is telling you to leave somewhere unless you have spent time uh, getting confirmation from a spiritual leader. You know, I, I would not recommend that you just up and leave something without having major confirmations from God. Yeah. Uh, but this was a confirmation. He knew. He mm-hmm. knew the Lord had just spoken to him. Yeah. And uh, so when we came up here to Albemarle, Nicole and I, well, when Nicole moved with me to Popeton after we got married, which is in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. she left what she knew. Mm-hmm. It, was time, it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. When we moved from there up to here, we knew nobody really in Albemarle, but we knew God had told us mm-hmm. to come. 
Most all of our family was saying, don't go. But we knew God. Now, now you can see the fruit of it. It's easy to say now, oh, yeah, God's using you. But that's not what people were saying then. You know, mm-hmm. we had to leave the emotion of it behind. Mm-hmm. And we, here's, here's what I'm getting at. It's time to leave the fleshly thoughts mm-hmm. yeah. and to go to what God is up to in yeah. our lives, what yeah. he's leading us to, mm-hmm. and not make excuses for it. It's yeah. time to leave the old way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that old way of thinking can be habits, thoughts, uh, actions. The old way of thinking can be that this is where I'll spend the rest of my life, and, mm-hmm. and it's not. I'm supposed to be over here, that mm-hmm. God's planning me somewhere else. Yeah. For us, he was ultimately planning us in Albemarle, but we didn't know that. And mm-hmm. we had to follow uh, a little bit of direction here, a little bit of direction here, and then do that. But I want you to see this, is Elisha's all in. Mm-hmm. What does he do with his old identity? He burns it. He breaks it yeah. up yeah. and uses it as fire, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Yeah. I will no longer, in other words, what he's saying is, I will no longer receive my living or yeah. my identity mm-hmm. through these old ways. I made a decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was it. And I feel like that's, that's where things changed for him. Yes. A lot, of, a lot yes. of people have a contingency plan set up in case things don't work out. That's right. You know, That's like, right. Oh, well, I'll, I'll keep these relationships. I'll keep them alive and going, you know, just yes. in case this new path doesn't work out. <laughs> right. You know, which, just in case. You know, which is a sign of a lack of faith. But, you know, um, I remember when we bought our new, uh, our, our new couch that one time. We, before we even got it, we took our old couch and burned it. You yeah, know, yeah. Like we got rid of it and we're like, well, no there's no turning back, back now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, but, but we had no other choice. You know, it's, it's setting yeah. up, it's putting yourself in a position where I'm trusting solely on God at this point. I've made my decision. <laughs> there's no way I'm going back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin uh, Buck said, burn the ships. Mm-hmm. That's actually a military strategy where an invading country would invade a new land, and they'd land at the shore. Now all the men would get off. They'd burn the mm-hmm. ships. Mm-hmm. Either you win or you're dead. Yeah. You know, either you win. Mm-hmm. In other words, it was a mental thing that they yeah. would do. Mm-hmm. You're not retreating to the ships. There is no retreat. It's victory or nothing. Mm-hmm. Victory or death. Mm-hmm. And see, these are the type of decisions that we need to be making all the time yeah. spiritually is I'm all in. See, now watch. Once you know, and this is so very key, yeah. once you know that God is speaking, once you know that you know that you know that it's him. So don't just get to that place lightly. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people mess up because they think they've arrived at some, you know, spiritual level and oh, well, I know God said this to me. I can't tell you how many people I've told I've heard say, I absolutely know God said to me, and you go down the road, and it wasn't God at all. Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you the numbers and the numbers and the numbers of people that have said, yep, God told me this, and it wasn't God. So know that you know that you know that it's God. Get confirmation, especially on very large issues. Mm -hmm. But then make sure that you make a decision. Mm -hmm. It's time to leave. It's time to it's time to burn the contingency plan. It's yeah. time to uh, there's all or nothing, you know. And we these are the decisions. These are committed decisions that we need to make. And so a lot of people come into church and their idea is, well, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I felt I felt a little something, so I'm going to try it. Either God is your Lord or He's not. Mm-hmm. It's time to leave 
that half in, half out thinking. Mm -hmm. It's time to be all in. And if ever there was a time in history, it's now yeah. that we should be doing that. Yeah. We should be more now like that yeah. than ever before because yeah. we know that time is close. Yeah. All right, let's go to Luke and uh, chapter 4. Let's see here. No, excuse me, Matthew 4, 18, and then Luke 5, 1. Matthew 4, 18. Matthew 4 and 18. And I'll, I want you to see this is... So Matthew 4:18 Jesus is starting his ministry and it says now as Jesus was walking by the sea of Galilee he saw two brothers Simon who was called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen and he said to them and this is really complicated this is like super mm -hmm. duper complicated mm -hmm. like i mean you know they had to pray and fast for for years before they got this <laughs> Jesus said follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Verse 20. Immediately mm -hmm. they left their nets and followed them. They gave up their whole life like that. Yep. See, it doesn't have to be complicated. It just needs to be God. Yeah. But once it's God, then be obedient. Be willing and obedient quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Once it's the Lord, be willing and obedient. So he says, follow me. And they followed him. And it was that. And, and now we know them as the apostles, yeah. you know. Jesus' apostles, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. His disciples. And, and watch this. Immediately they, they left their nets. What did they leave? They left their way of living. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They left their identity. Yeah. They left their life and they said, Lord, I'll follow you. Mm -hmm. Right? And they went after him and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw uh, two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're leaving their family, their jobs, their identity, everything. Why? At the word of the Lord. Why? Because God will never ask you for something that he won't replace it with better. Man, oh, I feel the anointing on it. God will never ask you for something that he won't replace it with better. And see, the reason why we're half in all the time is because we don't believe that. Mm -hmm. yeah. We think that his word, there might be a better way. Yeah. Instead of saying, you said this, that's the best way. Mm -hmm. See, we don't trust him. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of trust that he'll actually provide for us in that way. It's time to leave that lack of trust thinking. Yeah, Jesus said, uh, for those who like, seek their life will lose it. But those who lose their life for my sake, they'll find yes. it. Yeah. And yes. this is what he's talking about. A lot of people will read that verse and say, Jesus is actually saying, if you give up the, you know, if you, if you become a Christian, your life's going to be miserable. You know, that's how yeah. people interpret it for some reason. Yeah. They think he's saying that, if you, that you have to give up joy and happiness and hope, you know, for tri tribulation and hardship and toil. And that's what Jesus is saying. But no, he's saying... What you need to do is you need to trust me enough yes. to be willing to lay down the things that you hold that you think are important to you, the things that you know you might have to lay down your job because it might not be what God's calling you to do. You might have to lay yeah. down, you know, like like uh, like James and John left; they went away from their father to follow him. You know, there might be things that you might have to lay down mm -hmm. yeah. that you think might be super like the most important thing you have. You know, God might be asking you to, to uh, sell all you have and give it to the poor. You yeah. know, 
But here's the thing, like all these things that he's asking you to lay down are because he has something better for you. He has a life that's better for you. He has a, and, and that better life isn't a life full of tribulation, hardship, and all these different things. Well, yes, in this world you will have trouble, but you will overcome all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, but what Jesus is saying is he's saying, I have something significantly better for you. Yeah. I know what you want more than you know what you want. Mm -hmm. I have yeah. something that's better, a, a job that's more fulfilling for you than you might even understand. You know, yes. all these things that he's saying, if you lay it down, it's because there's something better on the other side of it. Yes. He's saying yeah. those who lose their, what they think is life, when in reality, what he's saying is, they don't actually understand what life is yet. Yeah, they don't understand right. what life and life to the full yeah. till it overflows right. is yet. And so when we choose and make that decision, as you know, they said we mentioned earlier, how long are you going to wait in the valley of decision? Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. God, God's saying, behold, I make, I bring a, uh, what is it, Deuteronomy 30, before you, death, death and, and life. life. Mm -hmm. You know, life and death. Choose life. Yeah. Choose yeah. life. That's literally what he's yeah. saying. When he, when he said, if you, if, because I was reading that in my devotions this morning in Isaiah 1, you know, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of yes. the land. He's, he's giving them a choice because right yes. after that he says, but if you rebel, you'll, you'll be consumed. You yes. know, he's saying, these are the choices that you have. Yes. So lay down what you think is mm -hmm. right because, so that you yes. can eat the good of the land. It's yeah. a choice, and we have to make that choice. Well, Kevin is putting up Matthew nineteen twenty nine. It says very similar in Mark chapter 10, and in verse 27, 10, 27, it says, Looking at them, Jesus said, With people it's impossible, but not with God, yeah. for all things are possible with God. Yeah. Verse 28, Peter began to say to him, because he recognized what he was talking about, he said, Behold, hey, look, we've left everything. Mm -hmm. and followed you. Yeah. And Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, for his <laughs> sake and the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now mm -hmm. in the present mm -hmm. age, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and farms, along with persecutions, and in the age to come he'll receive eternal life. But many who are first will be last and last first. In other words, it looks like you're going to be taking the last position, but you're actually taking yeah. the first position in the kingdom when you decide to follow him. When you decide to leave the old way, the old way of thinking, and follow him, that's when you actually move to the blessing of yeah. God. And so if you look back here now at Matthew chapter 4, when he calls them and he says, follow me, and immediately they leave. I want to show you a couple of things about it. In the next three verses, it says, Jesus was, here's what they followed into. Jesus was going throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, pro proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. The news about him spread throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all who were ill suffering with various diseases, pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and Jerusalem, Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. In other words, when they followed him, they experienced the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. You don't experience the supernatural following the flesh. Right. 
You don't experience the supernatural following the flesh. You experience the supernatural following the Word of God. Not emotions, not worldly ways, not worldly friends. You experience the supernatural by following the Word of God. Yeah. Right? And many of us are longing for God to be supernatural in our life, but we haven't left the things we need to leave. Mm -hmm. And you don't experience the supernatural by continuing to follow mm -hmm. the, the worldly things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, and, and this is very interesting. Now go to Luke chapter 5 and verse 1. So this is the same story, but with more detail. This is the same calling mm -hmm. of Simon Peter. Right? Yeah. The same, and I want you to see this. Now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake at Gennesaret, or Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish so that their nets began to break. All right, so let's just look at how big this is. Number one, their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. So now their boat was so filled financially that their boat started to sink. Now their partners were also so blessed financially because they knew them. Their boats began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of the fish which they had taken. In other words, they were all amazed. Yeah. They were all sitting there like, oh my goodness, wow. And then it says, and, and so, were, so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear, from now on you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Mm -hmm. They didn't follow him on a down day in the market. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. They left the yeah. fish. To follow they him. left the fish. They left the catch. Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe they got part of that, but here's, here's my point in it. Yeah. They didn't leave when it was down and yeah. it was like emotionally, right. yeah, okay, well, this is not working out for us. No, they just yeah. had the biggest catch of their life. Yeah. This is a time to leave all-in decision. Yeah. They just had the biggest catch of their life, and they go, you know, what would somebody do? Like, if you were in business, and I just brought you the biggest contract you've ever had, and it's going to mean, you know, millions of dollars in your pocket, and, and at that moment, here's the biggest contract you ever had. Now I want you to give it up and come with me. Hmm. Now, can you imagine in Mark 10, when Peter hits this, and he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, well, hold up, hold up, Jesus. We left a lot. And he mm -hmm. might be thinking back about this day. Yeah. Like, I remember that catch mm -hmm. that I left laying there to come and follow you. Mm -hmm. And God's basically saying, yeah, and it's, I'm going to multiply it to you. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. and in the time to come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
We need to figure out that God is our supply, mm -hmm. that he loves us more than we love ourselves. Yeah. He's the greatest friend. Yeah. And when he speaks, I can leave yeah. the things of the world with confidence. Yeah. And, and say, you know, write that in. When Jesus speaks, yeah. I can leave the things of the world with confidence, right. knowing that I'm moving to a blessing. That's good. That's good. It's time to leave. Is it time to leave the worldly things, the old things? Absolutely. Is it time to leave emotions and worldly thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah. Is it time to leave all of the logic of a sinful and corrupted world so that we can walk in the supernatural? You better believe it. It's time to leave it. Yeah. It's time to go all in. It's time to be who he's called us to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he says it over in Luke 16. No one can serve two masters. See, the issue is we've had two masters allowed mm -hmm. in our life many times. It's time to leave and yeah. be who God's called us to be. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, see, like I've noticed as I'm reading throughout Scripture, the whole Bible is essentially written so that we don't try to blend Christianity with worldliness. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's basically all that God's been fighting so hard to keep us from doing. Yeah. He doesn't want us to blend our faith with worldliness, our faith with other religions. Because, yeah. I mean, like you read in the, the Old Testament, like, why does God say you can't marry these people? You know, is he racist? Or, no. He's saying, I don't want you to blend your faith with yes. faithless people. He's yeah. Like, like he, I don't want you that, to blame. And that's a you. that's a good point because a lot of people today misunderstand. So hold your thought. Mm -hmm. But that's a great point because a lot of people think that he was he believed in just one race. Mm -hmm. Well, then why was it okay for Moses to have a wife of a different mm -hmm. race? Mm -hmm. Why was Ruth, mm -hmm. who who was not a Jew at that time, mm -hmm. you know, she wasn't a Jew. Yeah. Why was she allowed? She's in the lineage of Jesus, mm -hmm. a different race. Rahab. He did yeah. Rahab. Yeah. He didn't want. It's not that he didn't want the races mixed. Mm -hmm. It's that he didn't want godliness and ungodliness right. mixed. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly. a great point, mm -hmm. you know. And even back in the garden. Uh, don't eat from this tree of knowledge. Why? Because it's, it's worldliness and ungodliness that would make you want to eat it. Mm -hmm. I don't want that mixed in you. Yeah. I want you to be 100% on fire mm -hmm. so that you can walk with me in, in the consuming fire. Because yeah. if you're purified, sanctified, and walking holy, and you've left for real those things, you can walk with me. Yeah. Yeah as a consuming fire. But if you have that stuff in you, you can't walk with me. It'll kill you. Mm -hmm. But he wants us to walk with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the whole Bible is like God's given it to us to warn us of the dangers of yeah. blending faith. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you even look at Solomon, you know. Yeah. Solomon, one of the, wealth, the, probably the wealthiest man that we read about in Scripture. You know, why? Because God blessed him, because he was obedient, because he was a giver and all these different things. Um, but what happened was he started taking these wives, you know, yeah. many, many right, yeah. women, you know, and his faith got tainted because he was blending it. And mm -hmm. the Bible doesn't say that his riches are what led him away. Yeah. It was the, the, the women or it was blending his faith with, yeah. with yeah. worldliness, you yeah. know, blending his faith with other religions or stuff like that, you know. And, and, and so he, especially today, you know, the, God's giving us the same warning. Like you, that's what Paul basically all of the book of Corinth, the first and second Corinthians is, you know, yeah. and Galatians, I think, you know, is, is Paul saying, why are you trying to blend God with w the world? Yeah. Why are yeah. you doing this? Like, I think it's the beginning of Galatians where he's like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? Like, yeah. he's, he's Foolish just, Galatians. Yeah, like I am astounded at how quickly you're turning away mm -hmm. from the gospel. Yeah. You know why? Because they're they're trying to take this and mix it in. You know, with, with worldliness. It, you know, one of yeah. the things that's really stuck out to me is, you know, when they made the golden calf. You know, what what did they say about it? They said, "This is the God who delivered us out of Israel." You know, right? Like they basically what they were saying was, "Oh, this is who God is." You know, and this is what the world says. Let's put it together yeah. mm. and say that this is the golden calf that delivered us out of Israel. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are saying is, "This is the God of the Bible," but they're not preaching the God of the Bible. Yeah. You know, they've yeah. taken worldliness. And saying, yes. oh, the God of the Bible would do what, what the world is saying that yes. he would do. This is what Jesus would do yeah. during a pandemic. When, when you got to look at what, what did Jesus what do? What did he do? Not, yeah. not what would he do. What did he do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and he laid hands on a leper, which yeah. was unlawful. Yeah. And so, yeah. so a lot of people would say this is what he would do. But what they're actually doing is they're, blend, they're taking a worldly perspective yes. and mashing it with Jesus yes. and making a golden calf and saying, this is my God. That's a great. And they're worshiping it. That's a great segment. And, and so we need to, to separate it, get in the word and saying, what did he do? Who is my God? Yeah. And saying, this is who I'm going to serve. Yes. My God, the God of the Bible is the one that I'm going to mm -hmm. serve. I'm not going to blend my faith with carnality. Yes. I'm not going to blend my faith with worldliness. I'm going to believe the word is, is you know, yes. I'm going to believe what the word says, and I'm going to believe that God will do what he said. Yes. And, if, and, and when people try to pull me back to carnality, try to pull me back into, well, yes, the Bible says this, but if you look at it logically, you know, I, I, yeah. I can't surround myself with those kinds of voices because yeah. it's not going to pull me deeper into the Word. It's not going to pull me deeper into godliness. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, I have to make a choice. Yeah. You know, I, am I going to go deeper into the things of God and let Him exalt me? Mm -hmm. or, am, or am I going to say, well, you know, that makes sense logically and try to walk by faith and walk by sight and not see the supernatural yeah. take yeah. place? Yeah. Uh, it's a choice we have to make. Well, and and I don't want to I don't want to prolong this at all mm. because we've gone long enough already. But I do want you to share, like, take literally a minute or two. Mm. Um, okay, uh, take a minute or two, and I want you to just say how you had the chance to keep doing things the same way, mm. or you see it wasn't just about who you were around and where you were. It yeah. was about you. Mm -hmm leaving an old mm -hmm. way of thinking mm -hmm. and what that's done for you as you jumped in all in yeah. I mean because you made some absolute and some all-in decisions and what mm -hmm. you did yeah. uh, and you shouldn't have done it if you didn't know that you know that it was God mm -hmm. yeah. but once you knew that it was God y'all jumped in and you're watching the manifestation of that and there's even more coming stuff you don't even know about yeah. yet but it's yeah. just quickly tell about that mm -hmm. yeah um, can I add? Can I start? Yeah. Okay, so there are a few, quite a few different times leading up to the decision to move from Pennsylvania here to North Carolina yeah. where we heard different people talking about things like this where if this is going on, this is going on, you need to leave. And it, we really didn't know what we were doing in all of it, <laughs> but like when we were talking to you afterwards, we're like, God was really leading us yeah. even though we didn't realize it because whenever you make a decision like this, you need to know what God is saying and when he's saying it yeah. because there were plenty of times when we could have said, well, this person, this preacher saying this so we're just going to do it like yeah. right now yeah. and so making sure that getting wise counsel from people who are above you and yeah. shepherding you yeah. 
And then also um, not having that contingency plan because yeah. uh, we knew that God was calling Buddy to step down from his position and we could have kept that contingency plan, you know, well, we'll keep getting this uh, salary until we know when God's calling us to move or where. Yeah. Um, but we knew that God said, okay, now is the time. And then so when we did it, we know, knew there was no going back yeah. in, that, yeah. in that kind of point. And here's the thing, if we didn't listen to when God said we should go, we'd still be there now because this yeah. has been a crazy year. You yes, know? yeah. Um, yeah. But but you know just take the like, timing was important the timing was yeah. perfect but you know we so like i grew up not believing almost any of the stuff that we're talking about right now right know? like I, I like i i was very carnal and you know and a preacher you know yeah. and but then but here's here's where things changed i studied the word yeah. you know like i heard a pre i well i saw a preacher who was walking in the supernatural and i'm like i haven't seen that yeah, I haven't seen yeah. that. And this, and all of a sudden, all of this suddenly went from just being good words to yes. to real yeah. for me. And yeah. and so I'm like, so I started studying and studying and studying t till I got to the point where I understood that everything that I thought I knew, you know, yeah. uh, about it, or, or all the excuses as to why I wasn't walking in were invalid. Yeah. And so I studied and studied till I got to the point where. There was no turning back. You yeah. know, I can't. There's so many scriptures about prosperity. I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. I can't pretend like, yeah. oh well, you know, uh, oh well, you know. I know it's not popular, so I should just ignore it and pretend like, no, there's too much there for me yeah. to ignore it now. You know, there's yeah. so much on God's will to heal. You know, where I've always thought, well, you know, if He does it, that's His will. If He doesn't, it's not His will. But there's so much in there of God saying, yeah. I will above all else that you prosper and yeah. be in yeah. You know, I can't ignore it now, you know, yeah. so so when, so I started preaching it in faith, you know, and, and we, we had a lot of, or we, we had some pushback, yeah. you know, with that, but we, we were at, literally at the point where there's so much in here, I, yeah. I, I can't not <laughs> preach it anymore. Like, yeah. in good conscience, if I'm seeing someone struggling with sickness and disease, yeah. and I know that the Word of God has an answer, yeah. how am I supposed to say, oh, well, you know, like, you know, how, how can yeah. I in good conscience, after studying it out and seeing what God's will was, I can't in good conscience just yeah. brush it aside and be like, well, you know, let's pray for comfort and peace. Yeah. No, no, here's what the word of God Well, you've says. marked, just hold your Bible up so the camera can see it. Yeah. So you've marked your green is yeah, prosperity. Those yeah. are all prosperity mm -hmm. screws. It's not mm -hmm. all of them. Yeah. It's just, it's all, and where's the healing ones? Uh, it's all the blue. All the blue are the healing ones, mm -hmm. yeah. And you're looking, it's like, that's a lot of scriptures. <laughs> yeah, literally, we got to a point where we can't ignore it anymore. Yes, that's we right. We can't not preach it anymore. Yeah. We can't know that there's victory and, and, yeah. and, and not preach it. And yeah. so that, and that's what, what started, like, just us recognizing, you know, um, that, that in order for us to grow in the things of God, in order for us to mature in the things of God, it's time for us to, to yeah. really take a look and ask God, God, where are you leading us? What do you want yeah. us to do? Because we know that there's more, and we know that we have to go higher. Yeah. And, and, and you know, God started leading us. But, but again, we, like you were saying, we didn't just say, we need to go higher. Bye, see ya. You yeah. know, we had to take it to the Lord and say, yeah. God, what do you want us to do? And, we, and it was almost a year. Also, we, we made sure that we, got, we had godly counsel. Yeah. So we were intentional um, with okay, these are some people we respect. These are some people we know. Let's reach out to them. That and had fruit. That had fruit. Lives. That people yeah. that had fruit. 
we reached out to them and said, hey, will you mentor us? Will you yeah. counsel us during this time? Will you help, like, help us? Yeah. And, and, and because of that, because we didn't just leave and because we didn't just, and because we took the counsel, you know, we were able to discern and prayerfully, you know, figure out what God wanted us to do, when yeah. he wanted us to do it. Because when we stepped down, we didn't even know Boomerang existed. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Um, but God gave us that instruction. I want you to do it at this point, yeah. at this time. And, and because of that, we, we, you know, we slaughtered the cattle. You yeah. know, we, like we were youth pastors. I didn't, you know, we, actually. never mind. I didn't actually kill, <laughs> kill the younglings. <laughs> no. Um, but, but we turned in our resignation. We, said, yeah. we, we let them know, like, we, this is what God is leading yeah. us to do. I preach once the whole you, Once you knew that it was the Lord. Yeah. Once you knew that it was Lord, you left what you knew you were supposed yeah. to leave based off of his word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once yes. you knew it was the Lord through him talking to mm -hmm. you in confirmation, you did that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and I, I realize we just went a lot longer than two minutes. That's so okay. It was, That's all right. that, that was a very good summary for everything I had. I kept well, saying. Well, <laughs> and not only, so then mm -hmm. what has happened since you followed mm -hmm. the Lord? What supernatural things have occurred? We've, we've skyrocketed in our faith. First, <laughs> we recognized awesome. that. That's a well, great word. Um, like where we thought we were, because this is, this is probably my favorite and part of this year. Yeah. Is because, because where we were at and the people that we surrounded ourselves with, you know, we, we were, we were, we thought we were here, you yeah. know, um, because we basically reached the, the level that we were able to reach at that point. Yeah. Um, and then, and then whenever we came here, all of a sudden, boom, now God gave us vision for how much higher we can go. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's what really changed things. And because we suddenly had a vision for how much higher we can yeah. go, yeah. we started just yeah. leaping up. God, yeah. God, God really humbled us, but in order to bring us higher. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and there's just been a lot of, a lot of things. I mean, financially, yeah. like a lot of the sewing that we've done, it broke when we, whenever we made that yeah. transition, you yeah. know, and God started providing on mm -hmm. levels we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, you know, like faith levels. It was, yeah. it's been crazy. Um, just, just in our mental health, it's it skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, our faith has skyrocketed where we thought we were in faith, but we weren't and suddenly now yeah. we're able to operate in yeah. faith. Yeah, yeah. It's just all these different things we've been, we've, like, I can honestly say, and I've been, like, questioning whether I should post this or not because I don't want to do it out of, like, arrogance or anything like that. But 2020 has by far been the best year of our lives. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. because of all that God has done in us. Hallelujah. And I know a lot of people mm -hmm. can't say that, but, yeah. but when, we, when we were obedient. When you were obedient to him. Yeah. Even in the middle of a pandemic, mm -hmm. even in the middle yeah. of famine, God, God used Hallelujah. that to bring us higher. Amen. Go ahead. I remember one conversation we had with you, um, me and Buddy had with you, was a time when I actually had to, you know, lay down some pride, lay down some identity. And one thing you said is, with long life, God promised, with long life I will satisfy you. And so whenever we do put down whatever identity yeah. or whatever was holding us back, God promises he's going to make it satisfying. Yeah. So whenever we do make that decision to go all in for him, mm -hmm. He promises he's going to make it satisfying more than yeah. we even could imagine. That's right. You know? yeah. 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 And he gives us all things richly to enjoy. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's not all things. That doesn't, it's not just like financial things. Yeah. But our jobs. All our, things. You know, all things. Yeah. God gave them to us for us to enjoy them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. So. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Well, today, you know, there's, it's time for us to leave 
the things that God's calling us to leave and to stop playing around with them, to go all in. And uh, sometimes, you know, even in our thinking, sometimes it's, well, I need to leave the level of giving that I've been doing. Um, you know, last, not too long ago, the Lord said, what you've been giving to me, he said, what you've been giving is good, but you need to up it. And uh, I went, oh, okay. <laughs> and that challenged me because logically what he was asking me to do was, I had to really put some faith on, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, I need some extra faith going here mm -hmm. that yeah. I haven't been operating <laughs> in yet. And uh, so he challenged me. But as soon as he did that, we saw just a jump. He's never mm -hmm. asking you to leave something mm -hmm. that he's not going to turn out mm -hmm. to be a blessing with. Yeah. That's just who he is. That's yeah. his goodness. His love demands that. Mm -hmm. And so today, as we wrap up, uh, you're welcome yeah. uh, to sow. We sow this into you. But let me just pray for you. Uh, just on being empowered, mm -hmm. seeing the things that you need to see and being empowered to leave those things, not just financially, but uh, Lord, right now, everything that you need for us to change mm -hmm. in our lives and for us to leave. Lord, let us leave it with confidence. Let us leave those things with boldness. Let us be strengthened with all your might to be who you've called us to be. And let us not be held back in any way. Lord, let your wisdom and your knowledge be so uh, strong so that we have no question. And we thank you for it. And Father, right now, for everybody who may be giving, whether they're given online or in person on Sunday or if they're given uh, through Facebook, Lord, whatever it is, let it be multiplied. Mm -hmm. Father, as they leave the old levels of thinking in their giving and their sowing, as they leave the old mindsets of, uh, you know, coveting, and they leave the mindsets of hoarding and holding on, mm -hmm. and they learn the flow of trusting you, Lord, let them be blessed. Let them be, let it be multiplied. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over into their lives supernaturally and quickly in Jesus' name. Let these things be. Yes. Father, we praise you for it. We thank you for it. We give you all of the glory and we just worship you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Lord, multiply every seed sown today. Uh, if you're given on Facebook, you can just type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. Or uh, you can go to giveww.org, and uh, we just praise God for you. We are excited for you. And I know that as God speaks to you and you leave those worldly things behind, there's nothing but the blessing of God in front of you. Lord, we bind up any attack or any trap or any weapon formed against them that would try to hold them back. But Lord, let them see so clearly what is your will and what isn't your will. Let us see it, Lord, and let us be strengthened with all might, with all might to step out every action of your plan in our lives. We praise you, Father, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you guys for being here. It's awesome. So enjoyed it. Amen. We love y'all, and we love y'all. Have a great day. Here's Barrett to wrap it all up. Wrapping it all up. Whoa, I'm Christmassy again. That's, I get real excited when I'm Christmassy. Okay, guys, today's broadcast was awesome. Make sure that you go and share this if you haven't done it yet. Watch the replay. Tell people you know about it. This is a message that if we'll take it to heart, and really, when are they not? But if we'll take this to heart, our lives will skyrocket, and that's why the Lord gave it to us today. So go and share it and rewatch this. It's a good one. 
couple quick things to make you aware of. We talked about it yesterday, but want to make sure you know, want to give you as much time as possible. This weekend is Holy Ghost weekend here at Boomerang, and we want you to be a part of it. This Friday will be prayer night starting at 6 p.m. at the church. We follow that up with soul winning Saturday and then Holy Spirit Sunday. It's going to be so good. There's the information on the screen. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and we'll hook you up with that. And then coming up next weekend, December 20th. Can you believe that's next weekend? Crazy. But December 20th, we are going to have our Christmas service here at Boomerang, and we want to invite you to it. It's going to be great. We're going to be giving away a coach purse to a very lucky lady. We're going to be giving away a meat smoker, like a grill smoker type thing to a man. And then we also have a Nintendo Switch plus free toys for every kid who comes. It's going to be a wonderful day, and we want you to be a part of it. But that's what we've got going on here at Boomerang. Make sure you tune in tomorrow at 11. 7.30 a.m. It's going to be another good episode of Lunch Plus. We love you, and we'll see you back tomorrow at 11.30.